0: To the Lead Lap Show. Your home for Southeast
1: Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lead Lap Show. Hope you all had a happy, safe, and uh blessed Thanksgiving day and Thanksgiving weekend. Hope y'all ate way too much, cause I mean, when I'm sitting around watching football on Thanksgiving Day, I always uh, it's turkey and then leftovers for about a week is how that works. Uh Of course, the last 22 years, I've been in Batesville, Mississippi, calling a go-kart race all weekend. So we still do get turkey and all the trimmings, though. The uh, promoter's good to us to um, help us to have Thanksgiving dinner Thursday night after we're done. So anyways, uh, great to be back with you again. And we've got a special guest in the studio. This is a bit of a departure for us. We have not yet had anybody from the two-wheel side of the sport on the lead lap show and it isn't because i don't want to or don't like it it's just because it's not a world that i'm totally familiar with so i'm excited that keegan brown becomes the first two-wheeler to be on the lead lap show and uh keegan is from stokesdale north carolina which is not too far outside of greensboro so not far from our statesville studio here at wsic keegan welcome to the show
0: Thanks for having me.
1: It's great to have you on the program. So um, talk a little bit for us. First of all, tell us, uh, how old are you? I'm 15. You're 15. Okay. So have you always raced two-wheel?
0: Well, I started racing when I was about six years old. My dad actually got me into racing because I wasn't doing too good in school. So he had the right idea to buy me this beater bike, and we'd go through the manual and look at all the numbers and try to kind of get me into this hobby while also helping me with um, just all my basic skills. And I ended up loving it. So here we are nine years later. I'm still trucking it, and uh, we're still the same team we were. Yeah.
1: Okay, so um, you started at six and your dad got you into it because you weren't doing good at school. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a little different than what we usually hear. That usually it's a, it's a reward or there's some sort of a requirement of grades <laughs> attached to this. He got you into this thinking what that this would be something you could do and enjoy or Probably that, and yeah. I'm sure it was some sort of a bribe that you would have <laughs> to improve your grades, right?
0: Yeah, he he has ridden motorcycles ever since he was little, dirt ah, bikes. So okay. you know, he loves to do it, so I'm sure he wanted to get me involved in it. But I guess I got lucky with the whole grade situation because it it did help me a lot in school. But it also, you know, it's it's what I love doing now. So I think I got really lucky with that whole situation. Well, tell,
1: talk about that a little bit. How did it help you? In school, how did racing the bikes start helping
0: you? So another thing that I, I had an issue as as a child was uh, I just wasn't very talkative. I was very shy. Whenever someone came up to me, I would hide behind my dad or, or my mom, anyone really. And so it helped me to open up because I had to meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people. And then there's the basic stuff. Like I did have to read a lot about that little bike, and I, he taught me some basic math. I mean, there's not much math you can do on a on a pit bike but it just it it helped me come out of my shell and uh yeah well
1: seeing that that's a side of of sports i think in general not just racing but that's a side of sports in general that i think gets missed when we start taking sports away in school is that it teaches you so many things about life it teaches you leadership teamwork you know um confidence you know it it it's something that you learn to, that you have to practice and put time and dedication into to get better, which you can then put back into your grades. So it's really important, I think, to uh, to have those things that you enjoy along with obviously having to do the schoolwork. So what, how, what is uh two wheel racing for a six year old? I know I just came back from a, an indoor dirt go-kart race Um where we have what we call kid carts and it's it's basically the same it's the same go-kart that adults ride but but they're little you know comb motors or whatever they are um you know just for the little six and seven year olds now what 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 happens on a bike what's the equivalent there for a six-year-old
0: so for us i know kids now have it a lot different than when i was uh coming up to the sport uh back When I first started, we would just take some little dirt bikes and flip them, put uh, Supermoto tires on them, which is a street tire. And then we'd we'd pretty much just run in little go-kart tracks with uh, little dirt bikes. Uh, That's pretty much all we did. And kids nowadays have, uh, well, there's a bike going around right now called the Alvali, which is pretty much just a small street bike. Oh, Uh, wow. It's insane. I've had the chance to ride them. I actually rode in the uh, Talent Cup for ovali. so it's a really cool bike but yeah when, when i was coming up we just had dirt bikes with street bike tires on it
1: what is the horsepower of of a six-year-old's bike
0: Ooh. uh um i think an ovale might put out around 10 15 nothing super high power
1: okay so how fast would it go
0: uh, You can actually, I mean, Ovalis aren't the fastest, but a lot of the bikes that we ride on the go-kart tracks, uh, it's highway speed, 60, 70 maybe.
1: At six, you yeah. can do that? Wow, oh, yeah, that's there's some, crazy.
0: There's some kids overseas who are doing way more. Is Some of these little kids are crazy. I've got to, i been able to teach a lot of fast little kids, and it's crazy to see what they can do, especially on these Ovalis, because they have a bunch of new geometry and technology on them that we just didn't have and so they've see got what they more advanced now. oh yeah i
1: mean and it's not like when you say back when i was starting out you're only 15 yeah. right? it's only it's, been like it's a really you know, 10 years gap. you know nine or 10 years but um like everything else obviously technology advances and evolves um so t- t- talk about what
0: your first experience was like do you remember the very first time you raced it um i don't I don't think I can remember the very first time, but I do remember back in the day going back to VIR uh, and just going to the kart track there, and it would be me, him, and or my dad, and maybe my sister, and we'd just have a couple dirt bikes in the back of the truck. We'd put on off-road gear and then uh, go ride a couple laps and see what we did. He would coach me a little bit. It wasn't too much coaching because back then it was just a fun thing to do, but yeah, we just show up and ride and come home. There's a back then it was really just a family thing.
1: So you were you were at VIR, Virginia International Raceway oh, yeah. back when they had the cart track there. Oh yeah. But that was a road course, right? Not an oval. Is that do you run in road courses or you, you race ovals, don't you, for the
0: most part? No, it's all road course. All road, road courses. course.
1: Okay. Never right. seen an oval. Okay. So you've only run a road course. So, um what I mean, what was it like for you the first first few times you got on the bike how quickly did you adapt to it
0: actually i don't i, I wouldn't say that i adapted very quick i i like i said i, I was very shy kid so back in the day putting me on a new bike and just a new place i would never been i probably was pretty overwhelmed but after the first couple of times i i remember having a lot of fun and i i think the third or fourth time i actually took my sister's uh little dirt bike that she got when she was younger and i managed to send it into a tire barrier a <laughs> you know, full helicopter in the air but yeah it, it was a very fun time i'm
1: sure your sister loved that
0: yeah, she didn't mind um, the fall was worth it for her oh
1: wow okay so um but i mean it, it, at that age and i can appreciate your your sort of hesitation Cause I remember the first time I ever sat in a go kart at like just a fun kart track. I was probably, oh I don't know, I was probably ten or eleven, and my brother's four years younger than me, so he would have been. Now I, I think we were older than that. I was probably thirteen. He I'll be, he was probably about nine and he lapped me 3 times like he he just stepped on the pedal and went but me I had to sort of feel my way around and I didn't want to you know and and so I'm I'm a person who when I'm doing something I want I'm I'm not the 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 you know crazy one that just goes out and goes full bore I have to work up to that right because I have to yeah. learn the process and learn where the limit is and it sounds like that's kind of what you went through too so when did you first start racing competitively with the bike?
0: Um, I think it was uh, about four years into the whole racing. Um, I, I remember the bike. I remember around the time that it started getting really serious. Uh, I had this little bike called an NSR 50. Uh, they're not around anymore. But um, we had actually been able to we get, got the opportunity to go to this kart track in Georgia called the Heron Compound and train with Josh Heron who's a very accomplished uh Moto America oh, okay. superbike rider Okay. And, uh you can my dad actually said it was around that time when I was training with him that he started to see some real you know racy sure, riding on the track sure some coaching yeah. yeah so i think around that time we really started putting it together and and making it an effort to you know this is what i want to do this is where i want to go so yeah from I guess it was around 2016, 2017. I'm not sure. Okay. So you started
1: in in 16 or 17. So it's been about five, six years you've been riding competitively. Now, do you remember your first actual race?
0: I I think I actually do. We had this Chinese bike. It was an SSR 70 and it was at the VIR kart track. Oh, wow. It was okay. just it was a mix of a whole it was a they run little mock races. It was a mix of a whole bunch of different people, but there's uh, a couple kids that I, that now are actually pro racing. So it was really interesting because we were all just doing it for fun. But yeah, it was that VIR on the kart track. Just me and my little bike. I think I, I think I did all right. I can't really couldn't you, tell you.
1: Did you finish the whole race?
0: Oh yeah. There, there you go. So that was a good start. To finish first, you must first finish.
1: Well, that's exactly right. I wish more racers understood that (laughs) because they wouldn't hit the wall so much. Oh yeah, Um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's got to be to be you know ten or eleven even on a bike. I mean that's it's got to be an insane feeling, um, but it's also. I feel like it. It can also be very, even at that age, it can be dangerous. We're going to talk about that because everybody wants to know about the danger factor on the bike. We'll talk with Keegan about that on the other side of the break. Be right back.
0: Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, aka Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio.
1: Welcome back to Lead Lamp, talking with two-wheeler Keegan Brown, who runs in the Junior Cup division of the Moto America Series. Keegan is a local racer from Stokesdale, North Carolina. And we were starting to talk about your beginnings of competitive racing. And I mentioned, you know, the, the danger factor of it. Um, were you ever even, starting out, were you scared of it? For oh, yeah.
0: You? I think I don't. I don't think you'll find a single road racer who isn't scared. I mean, I mean, it's just what it is. When you put on your helmet and you get on that bike, you know the risk, and it's a very high risk. It's it's just the sports part of it. But uh, I don't know. There's something about the rush. Even when I was little, it just it it masks over any fear. It's just, I can just put on a helmet and ride. I'm not. I don't really. I don't like to think about anything going wrong or have anything like that in my head. But yeah.
1: Well, no racer wants to be thinking about it consciously, yeah. but, but they all you know, I always um I've heard different people say that they totally understand why so many racers are Christians. Oh yeah. And um you know, and, and I guess I hadn't thought about that till I heard someone say that one time and then it kinda made sense, right? But um but you're in a form of racing where um I mean, anything can happen. Have you ever been injured on the on the bike?
0: Um I ha- I don't have many big injuries. I've I've hurt myself working on bikes actually more than I have on <laughs> bikes. I broke my arm in the garage working on a pit bike a uh, while How uh, did you do year. that? I was I, I was being stupid. I'm, I mean, I was trying to do a compression test on my uh, 100 buzzer in the show. And it ended up popping back and hit me in my arm. <laughs>
1: Oh boy, yeah. So you get hurt working on them more than you get yeah, hurt riding. But
0: I've, I've I've definitely have some some good good ringers. I've knocked my noggin a good couple times. I've 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 never I haven't broken any bones as far as I know of in crashes, which is really surprising because I've had I've had some close friends who've done way worse and oh, yeah. way less. But yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's just good gear and I got lucky.
1: Now, <clears throat> what you do in Moto America, you know, I look at, for example, I love arena cross i love absolutely love supercross arena cross, and I love what you guys do, and I love the flat track bikes. I think flat track people are crazy, yeah, I mean, literally they 're bouncing their knee off the ground it 's like wh- what are you doing <laughs> you know but but it 's amazing to watch. Um, I feel like so much of what you do is about learning to balance the bike and balance. How does, how, what, what is the skill set that goes into mastering the type of racing that you do with Moto America?
0: Uh, uh, there's no real way to describe like what we do. I don't there's nothing i can do at home to really help me get better on a motorcycle it's really? it's really all you can do is ride and if you if you stop riding for a little bit you're probably going to lose progress it's it's it, it, i started out when i was young and it's just been you, you ride and ride and ride and ride and that's how you get better I mean, we we work out and we uh you can run and do all you want and and get yourself fit but the actual the muscles and and strain and mindset that it takes to race or do a sprint uh the best way to get used to that is to just do it
1: that's interesting because i know when i was go-karting i had a trainer for a bit and one of the things he worked on with me were the the stabilizer muscles in your arms because you're having to obviously hold the wheel tight and do and and so we worked on the you know the the stabilizers um that was a pretty big deal. So there's nothing. There's really no physical workout that you can do. Now, am I right though about so much of this being balance? Or what is
0: what yeah, is the key? We have a few workouts. We uh, I had a uh, mechanic and a rider coach at 20, in 2021, I believe. Okay. And he he was really good. He he helped me a lot with. Uh, some of these workouts that actually he, he said that they actually help you with you know actual muscles that you strain while riding and okay, racing, right? It's it a lot of leg stuff. And he actually made me do this really weird lunge kind of jump thing. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you what muscles where we strain, it's a really weird set, but uh, how much man, of it's
1: about core because I feel like it's your core would have core. to, yeah.
0: I've yeah. done a lot of sit ups.
1: Yeah. I would think the core would have to be strong oh, yeah. it's, to be it's, able to.
0: It's pretty much all legs and core. You have to be able to float on the bike and let it do whatever it needs to do. And then we have arm strength, but the whole point of riding is not to be, you know, all over the bars. You want to let the bike do what it wants to and do. And
1: not to be tense, I would imagine, either, oh, yeah. right? You've got to be relaxed. Yeah, if
0: you're tense, that's how you end up on the ground.
1: Okay. All right. So that starts to make some sense then. <laughs> so so you start did, did you have like how do you how did you progress from a horsepower standpoint from the beginning to now? Like talk about talk about the stages you've gone through and what is your bike now that you're riding in Junior Cup?
0: Yeah, so when I started, uh, like I said, I started on that. Uh, well, I not I never said the bike, but it was a PW50, and then I got uh, what brand is that? Yamaha. Yamaha. And I got okay. an SSR, which is a Chinese made. Um, but then from then on, we uh, we actually started a business. Around teaching younger riders uh, and older, anyone really. So to... you became a coach. Yeah, I became a coach. And then uh, we um, we just we got this fleet of bikes as rentals for other people, and they had fifties and one tens and one oh, hundreds. Wow. And okay. So we, I had a perfect opportunity to to you know go up from each bike. A lot of people didn't have that. I was really lucky to have that. Uh, yeah. So we just climbed up until the dirt bikes weren't competitive anymore and then we went to street bikes and now i'm on a kawasaki ninja 400 and i train on 600s or just about anything i can ride nowadays um but yeah you just
1: so 400 t- tell our audience like when you when somebody says 400 what does that mean
0: so that means is that, that
1: just a model number or does it have uh, some cc so that's the CCs. size of okay. the
0: actual motor yeah
1: okay so, yeah, because I think even a lot of the Supercross guys, like 450 is the top yeah. class,
0: right? It, those bikes are actually closer than a lot of people think. I, I race against, well, oh, I practice against some super motos, so that's just a dirt bike, but on road. Okay. Those bikes are surprisingly close. Our, our bikes are obviously a little bit faster than the top end because we're not worried about jumps and all that, but those bikes are actually pretty close so what is
1: the what has been the biggest challenge for you as far as development as a rider
0: Uh, i think the biggest challenge for me was just the mindset of being a professional racer now um it's it's just a a lot of work i was i wasn't ready physically um and mentally you got to constantly be riding and working even when you're off the track you have to be talking to people doing interviews Uh, you're always making someone happy or making the bike happy or doing something (laughs) so it took a lot of work and coming out of amateur club stuff you know we just show up to the track and ride and come home well it's a hobby at that level and then making the jump there was there was nothing that anyone could have told me to help to just the amount of work that it would be to be a professional
1: so talk about um you know what kinds of success have you had over the years wins championships special awards anything like that
0: yeah so um actually on the on the mini bikes so this would be like cart cart kind of stuff yeah. uh anywhere i've had a couple I had, I, I had a lot of success at vir i've won a few races there uh in georgia josh Heron has the frostbite series and the
1: frostbite series yeah, i love that there's a love scorcher that name. too
0: and it's uh, a summer scorcher and i've I've got a couple i've got a lot of race wins i think a championship or two there um and then on the big bikes i have three i have 300 amateur championship and a 250 third place championship maybe. okay I, mean, I don't know the club stuff gets a little there's so many races you have to do so it gets a little foggy but as far as moto america i haven't i haven't I've done two seasons and I've raced like uh, six rounds, so I haven't had the chance to really be in the championship. Okay. But uh, I've pulled off really good results. I At New Jersey, which was the last round I did, I pulled off a seventh place, which, which may not sound like much, but. How many? There's. I think in that round there was. 13 14 riders okay these are the best and the fastest in the u.s on this bike when you have a correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think you've done
1: a full-time season in moto
0: america yet have nope. you no oh, I've, I've just done a, a, a few select rounds and
1: that's not because you don't want to it's, oh, be- no. it's just because you haven't like like so many other racers yep. it's kind of all about funding right and, oh, yeah. and um and now you um auto parts for less yeah. Chris Davenport came on um, with you a year or so ago. Talk about that. Yes,
0: yeah, so, uh, Auto Parts For Less was, I'd say, my title season or my title sponsor for last year. They, yeah. they helped us out a tremendous amount. Uh, I would, I would not have gotten to the rounds if it wasn't for them. But uh, I had a great partnership with them. And I, I hope to have many more years of great partnership with it. Really Talk about what Auto Parts
1: people. For Less is.
0: So Auto Parts For Less is kind. Of, kind of like if you think of uh, eBay or anything like that where you can order parts offline. Their big thing is they want to be the next big thing for any car, boat, motorcycle, any accessory you can think of. You can go to autoparts dot com and find that.
1: Yes, so it's basically, as you say, it's eBay, but only for auto parts. And it is the only um, marketplace for strictly for auto parts where you know you can go and buy you can go buy and sell and uh i love he's even he's he's open to doing racing too so yeah. um he's really trying to to kind of bring it back to the people so to speak which yeah, is great they i a, love that
0: they have a big footprint in nascar too nascar trucks and cars
1: Yeah, yeah, he sponsored uh, a couple of trucks and I think an Xfinity car at one point too. But yeah, um, so a lot of stuff going on with with them. And um, every one of you should check that out. Autoparts, the number four, less.com. Okay, we're going to step aside for a moment. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with Keegan Moore on League Lap right after this. Stay with us.
0: Hey'm howie DC-O, and you were listening to lab radio
1: welcome back to the show Keegan Brown is our special guest 15 years old he is a moto america rider um in the junior cup division 15 years old talk about junior cup what does that actually mean how do the division designations work in 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 uh Motorcycling.
0: So Junior Club is the entry class to Moto America. So it's, okay. it's the first division you can race in professional racing. Okay. Uh, you have the opportunity to go and race whatever you'd like. Uh, but most people, uh, since we're so young, we've, we've been riding since we were little. And it's just the next step is Junior Cup for us. So Junior Cup are mostly Ninja 400s right now. There are a few Yamahas and a few KTMs. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's an entry class. We're on load power bikes, and everything is as close as it can possibly be. So it's it's this it's the best way to go from uh, club to professional.
1: Okay, so this is kind of a first step. Yeah. Okay, so where do you go from junior cup if you were and and how does the age thing work? I mean, are you considered? I know it says junior cup. At what point do you go to adult, or is this?
0: The uh, junior cup doesn't. You age out at around uh at twenty six. I I'm not sure. Don't quote me on the age there, but there is an age limit to junior cup because they don't want you know it's unfair. Wow, so it goes all so, the way into your twenties.
1: Yeah, you can. That's get interesting.
0: There's a rider that uh, I think there's a few riders that are over their twenties in there. Can
1: but, you race? in adult divisions at your age or how like when can you so trend? how does it work is I've, there a licensing thing like f1 or
0: after junior cup we have a class called twins cup and i think you have to be 16 to ride okay. that class and then after that there's super sport and i i think that might be 16 as well and from there on it's pretty much uh you race what you want to but okay uh Yeah, I th- I think those are the only age requirements.
1: So where do you race? Where does Moto America race? What are some of the tracks that you guys race at?
0: So Moto America actually covers coast to coast. We go from anywhere from Washington State to Virginia, anywhere in between, really, um, or anywhere there's a Washington State? track. Washington State? Wow, okay. So oh, yeah. yeah. They got You're all right. Over. That's coast to coast. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we're it's- completely... Just anywhere in the U.S. you can think of that's got a racetrack, if it's Moto America spec, we'll be there.
1: Where where have you raced? Because I know you haven't run them all.
0: Um, I, the only Moto America tracks are actually Moto America rounds that I've ridden are VIR, New Jersey, and those are it. But I've, I've hit those tracks twice. Um, but yeah, I've ridden other Moto America tracks, but I just haven't had the chance to do it in an actual Moto America race.
1: Okay, so talk about, uh, so is does VIR still run Motor America? Yeah. They do. Okay, because I know they haven't run
0: go-karts for a while. So the, do they still have that same course? Yeah, they still run it on a north course. And they, they still do quite a bit with the kart track, even with bikes. Okay. I know they, I, I know, I know they still have rental karts and everything like that. but I, they, Yeah, they, they haven't still had any
1: professional kart races, though. Yeah. Uh, and I I've, I've talked to some folks about, um whether there would be a reason for me to try to actually restart that because um I may be looking to do us a, a four cycle sprint cart race at some point um with some other folks that I know. And um I think VIR is the most beautiful course in the country. Oh, yeah. yeah I so I would yeah. love to know why the carts stopped there and whether or not v i r be open to that, but that's interesting that you guys would run there now how big are the how big are the tracks that you generally race at I,
0: I think v i r is around two miles okay they're in they're in the two to three mile range all the tracks um I believe so. I don't think there's anything longer than three. So, those are
1: pretty long. Yeah. So, um, now, do you ever have you ever gone to like Daytona or any place? Like, do they run those tracks too? So,
0: Moto America now owns uh, the Daytona 200, so that's an annual race every year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they run that now. I think they ran it last year too. Okay. So, I haven't had the chance to go to Daytona yet, but that's. A bucket list track. i definitely love to do the Daytona 200 as well, too.
1: Okay. So where in New Jersey do you go? In New Jersey Motorsports Park?
0: Yeah. Okay. In a little town called Millville, I believe. Okay. In the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, but that's a neat, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a neat club, though.
0: It's a really neat facility, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's um, they've run um, Cannon East there on the NASCAR side of things. They do a lot of go-kart stuff there. That's a, a neat little place. Um, so those are the two tracks that you've actually raced at. Where else have you gone, I assume, just to ride or to test or what? Talk about.
0: Uh, I've ridden. Oh, man, I've been all over the place. Back in the many days, we would ride from Flor anywhere up and down the East Coast really. So I've ridden in Florida, I've ridden in uh Virginia, there's tracks okay. here. Uh there's where, some is, in Pittsburgh. where would you
1: ride here? Where do they race them here? Uh there is
0: a track near up near Roanoke Rapids called NC Car or NC Bike. It's a big okay. track. Uh but I've I've been practicing there since I started riding on on street bikes.
1: Interesting. Okay. So what's your favorite course that you've been to so far
0: there is a track in s- virginia called summit point i don't know if you yes
1: heard of that. very oh yeah summit point i, I think Absolutely. there's no
0: track that flows like uh but i you, think it's the main track there do you run the whole track yeah wow we're full-size track all right uh we actually Turn used one to, we, there is scary. Yeah, it is. We, <laughs> we used to run at uh, Circuit of the Americas, that full track. At I, Coda? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we run it's like on, 20 turns. We run on the, yeah, we run on the same tracks at NASCAR, uh, street, okay. street courses. Interesting. Yes, full-size tracks, full-size bikes. Yeah, I've watched, uh, I've
1: watched karts race at Summit Point, the, uh, the enduro-type yeah. way-down karts. Those guys are nuts, too. <laughs> um, and then I, I've watched SCCA run there as well summit points awesome i I really like that course um so what would be the bucket list you said daytona is there another course that you haven't been to that you'd like to go to
0: i think right now at the top would be laguna seca i've had the opportunity but funding and sponsorship has never been you know quite right but i think out of all the tracks i mean who doesn't want to ride at laguna i think that'd be an awesome historical
1: for sure, yeah, track. absolutely. Now, um, okay, so if someone wanted to get involved with you, if someone has a passion for riding and wanted you to coach them or whatever, how how does that work, you coaching other riders?
0: So we uh, we would put together a time and a place, and I pretty much would go to a track, uh, hopefully is a track that I've been to so I can really, sure. really coach. Right. Um, and then uh if if they haven't ridden before i teach them the basics of you know start stop this does this this does that uh and then from then on we'd go on the track i'd follow and i'd I'd lead and i'd teach lines uh head work hand work anything like that okay right? anything you can think of i've yeah <laughs>
1: Interesting. OK, so if someone wanted that, um, especially someone here in the area, because you're obviously you're here in North Carolina, um, how would they go about reaching out to you to to set that up?
0: So you can find me on pretty much any of the social media platforms at Keegan Brown Racing. Uh, that's TikTok and everything that you can think of. And uh, our email is team KBR. 17 at gmail.com.
1: Team KBR17 yeah. at gmail, and everything else is Keegan Brown, and it's K E
0: A G A
1: N. Yeah, Keegan Brown Racing. Um, just when you do your Google search, or if you're on one of the socials, um, just look for the big orange bike, and that, yep. that will be Keegan. Um, because Auto Parts for Less, I love those colors.
0: Yeah, I love them too. You
1: definitely stand out at the track.
0: Ooh. We, we were a little bit shaky on, on all of the orange uh, in the preseason, but I think it turned out really well.
1: Oh, it's awesome. I mean, I, there's so many. I know in cars, and I don't know how the bike thing works, but in cars, it seems like all I ever see anymore are white and black.
0: Yeah, it's there's like, a lot of.
1: You know, nobody paints anymore, you know, and so you would stand out. Distinctly with an, or, oh, yeah. I would imagine with an orange bike oh, yeah. and and the orange suit and all that, um, just brilliant colors.
0: That was that was part of the plan. We got we have an orange tint, we have orange everything. So when we're, whenever we're in the paddock, you just can't miss us.
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah, I imagine. Okay, so um, what what else do we need to know about you in terms of um, you know if somebody was thinking about sponsoring you, what does it take to do something like that?
0: So to put together a whole Junior Cup season, um, we'd we'd probably need a couple people. So there's there's not many you know title sponsors. Let's yeah, I got very primary sponsors. Yeah, I yeah so be co primaries.
1: Yeah, yeah. But to yeah. put
0: together a whole Junior Cup season would be over. You can say or over about a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, you're a hundred to hundred and twenty-five, right? Somewhere yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It is not a cheap sport at all. But that. We'd have places on the bike, places on the helmet, obviously where you we could put your company or your logo, and then obviously, I'd do my part of talking and you know doing whatever I can to get your product or your company or whatever out I think the biggest thing is just being able to
1: to have access. To um, come to the racetrack and meet oh, yeah. other business people and other, you know, because that's really, you know, entertain your employees. You know that, that yeah. those those bike races are just awesome to yeah, watch.
0: Yeah, Moto America events have come a, a whole long lot of way. Yeah. It's very fan based. So there's there's all kinds of events and and fun things that you can do within the paddock. As, as yeah, and you can go watch some awesome races. So. Yeah. And you get
1: to go to some of the the same NASCAR tracks that yeah. you know and you can do it on a budget. You can, I mean, you know, you say well it's a hundred, that's a lot. Well it is, but it's also a lot less than the millions you gotta spend oh, to yeah. to get the same level of uh benefit out of NASCAR. Um and so um it's an opportunity to get started in motorsports at a very reasonable level and you know there's a there's a lot of media that goes along with that. Um, you know, all year round when you're not at the track or on the, on the, uh, the bike as well, right? So, um, you know, everybody look, uh, go to Keegan Brown Racing, K-E-A-G-A-N, Keegan Brown Racing uh, on social media. We'll be back with Keegan in a moment to wrap up.
0: Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio.
1: Some bigger things in store for Jesse Love for next year, but I'm not supposed to say that yet, so I won't get into detail, but you'll be hearing uh, more about Jesse's 2023 season shortly, and uh, I'm excited about uh, the future that that young man could have. Okay, Uh we are obviously, uh, this is League Lap and uh coming to you from the WSIC studio, Tom Baker with you, and we are talking with Keegan Brown, who is a Moto America racer, two-wheel racer from Stokesdale, North Carolina, not too awful far from the WSIC studio where we're at. It is time, as we always do, for a little rapid fire, and this, Keegan, is very simple. Give me the first answer that comes to your mind. After I ask the question, don't overthink it, okay? Um, so we'll start with this. What characteristic are you most known for?
0: Sarcasm.
1: <laughs> you didn't even have to think about
0: that oh, yeah. one. I get it from my dad.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> who's, who's in the back of the studio, by the way? <laughs> Close enough to hit you. Um, what, what's, what's the favorite thing that you bought this year?
0: Hmm. I did I bought a pair of shoes for the first time, a nice pair of Air Forces which are Nike's. I don't okay. usually buy nice shoes, so it was first time I did. Nice.
1: Okay. Well, that's 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 fair enough. What is something that you like that most people don't? Hmm. Man. Something you like that
0: most people don't. Huh. That's difficult. Um Well, if you ask my sister, she'd probably say that I eat way too much rice. Like I eat lots of rice? A ton of rice. Do you eat white rice or Oh just plain white rice. I can eat entire bowls of it.
1: Now, nutritionists would tell you that's oh, bad. Oh, it's terrible. But, um, but I love it, too. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't blame you. Uh, but I do think a lot of people like rice, so, but we'll go with that. <laughs> if, if there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on the Keegan Brown sandwich? Mm,
0: well, you've we got to have turkey because ham sucks.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Hams my favorite meat gets a buzzer.
0: Got to have all the good condiments. <laughs> and since, you know, our race, you got to have a little grease as the flavor.
1: <laughs> now see you get a bell cuz that's creative. I like it. Okay. Um if <clears throat> if you had to delete all but 3 apps from your smartphone. Now you can't count the phone and text cuz obviously that's <laughs> they're really not apps. If you had to delete all but 3 apps from your smartphone, which Three, would you keep?
0: Well, I'd, I'd definitely keep YouTube because I, I learned how to do, like, everything off of YouTube. It is amazing for the, as a resource
1: for learning. Um,
0: I think I'd probably keep either Instagram or Facebook, one of, one of those big social okay. just because you got to have it. Yeah. Uh, maybe have a game or something. What What game? What do you
1: like to play on the phone?
0: Ooh, on the phone? Um, or
1: are you like a Fortniter or well, what? I mean, not Fortnite. No. no. So what more you, of a what Call you, of Duty. Call of Duty. Okay. So, uh, but not on your phone,
0: right? What yeah. would you play well, on there your is phone? A call of Duty on your phone. Is it really? Yeah. Can you
1: play that on your phone? It's crazy. <laughs> I would think you'd need a big screen for that. Um, okay. What's your favorite gadget?
0: How would you define gadget?
1: Well, I was just thinking about that. For you, I'm gonna I'm gonna change that word to, to to tool. So it could be a tool, it could be a gadget, it could be your phone, it could be whatever. What's your favorite gadget or tool?
0: Well, there's not much the phone can't do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Hmm. Which words or phrases do you most overuse?
0: Well, my dad used to say you play too much a lot. And so now that's stuck in my head. Whenever anyone does anything stupid, I just say you play too damn much.
1: Play, t- <laughs> play too much. Okay, I got it. Um, all right. If, if you could ask one person one question, and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask? Who would you ask the question of, and what would you ask
0: him? Um, well, I think I'd have to ask my hero, which is Valentino Rossi, who's a v- yep. super high-ranked MotoGP rider. Uh, and I'd probably just ask him, you know, what was the secret to, you know, what was his mindset? How did he get through all of those years of racing and, and professional racing and riding?
1: See, I think that's a great question. It would be great to ask of a pro like that. Um, does he have a son that's racing or some relative? Because there's somebody who is...
0: I believe he just had a kid. I'm not sure. Okay,
1: because there's a, another Rossi. It might be a cousin or something that's racing sure. now who's like 20, and he's really good. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Um Let's do one more here. Which band or artist, dead or alive, so you can it can be any, you know, past or present, um, would play at your funeral?
0: Uh, I think I have to say Sublime. I like dad music. <laughs> dad <laughs> yeah, music? Yeah, I like dad music. Wait a minute.
1: So, uh so give me some other groups that you like. Because uh, I don't consider Sublime to be dad music. Why do um, you call it dad? Because your dad likes
0: it? Well, yeah. Oh. And but, and they're old.
1: Well, but it's still kind of metal. I mean, they're, they're, you know, <laughs> it's not like Harry Chapin. <laughs> you know, Bette Midler. Um, what are some other groups that you like?
0: Uh, well, I, I love anything that's rock. ACDC, Metallica, any. All
1: right. And that's not dad music. There are just as many kids (laughs) your age that are listening to that Um, and playing it too. I I follow a lot of young musicians on Instagram that are there's there's a young man in the UK named Toby Lee, who is just an amazing blues guitarist. He's like 15. He's already got an album out. He's playing live kid's incredible um it's great to see that there are still some kids who actually play real instruments <laughs> yeah. um okay last question pizza pepperoni uh, sorry pineapple or no pineapple
0: absolutely no pineapple
1: okay we're gonna end that with a bell okay <laughs> that'll do it for rapid fire so okay so um what does your off season look like
0: pretty much i i work out i run to keep in shape anytime i can any weekend i can get out and ride That's what I'll be doing. So, yeah, just riding, keeping, keeping in shape, reaching out to companies, doing all the, all the hard work. The easy parts the riding. Yeah. This is the hard part. So just have my head down right now and doing what I need to do, keeping, keeping fit. And yeah.
1: Well, if you're on LinkedIn, you can follow them there. Um, Anywhere else on social, Keegan Brown Racing as well. Uh, It's been great to have you on, Keegan. You did a great job and we wish you all the best going forward. Hopefully we can, uh get you what you need to be able to be competitive that is keegan brown and I hope you've enjoyed League lap for this week i'm tom baker so long you've been listening to the lead lap show home to southeast motorsports coverage on the radio for more exciting and passionate motorsport content follow League lap show on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and visit leadlapshow.com The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.